the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Glad to have you along. And... We're going to kind of bathe current events in the light of childhood simplicity today. I mean, when you first started playing, I'm sure no matter what you were playing, in some way, shape, or form, uh, the concept of good guys and bad guys entered into it, right? Good guys and bad guys. Um, Very rarely did you want to be the bad guy. You'd rather be the good guy. And we grew up with this idea that uh, ultimately good guys always win. And the reason why we frame it that way is because it's important for the good guys to always win. If the bad guys win, bad things happen. If the good guys win, eventually good things will happen. Some bad things might happen along the way until the good guys win. But the good guys eventually have to win. Uh, We're in a situation now where the lines are blurred between the good guys and the bad guys. The bad guys want you to believe they are good guys. They tell you they are. And they have some powerful forces allied behind them to portray them as such and make it more difficult to identify them as they are, which is bad guys. We saw this play out yesterday in the halls of Congress where two journalists, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, were testifying about an array of topics, but most of them coalesced around the fact that both these reporters had been in the past given access to internal documents at Twitter. And what they found in the investigation of those documents is that the good guys are, in fact, the bad guys. We ideally have a system, a government, a country where we need our government officials and our government agencies to be good guys. I mean, if they're not good guys, uh, we're in a lot of trouble. We have prided ourselves because we've had justification to pride ourselves as the world's good guy, right? We are the world's good guy. The United States of America is the world's good guy. Without us, um, World War I, World War II, and differently. We are the only world power that, when it wins a war, doesn't take the land that we have conquered. We liberate that land, and we give it back to, and in fact, we rebuild it. Somebody entices us into a conflict, we get prompted to act, we act with commitment and the marshalling of forces to do whatever we have to do to win that conflict, and sometimes that entails causing a lot of destruction in that location, and then though we were goaded into causing that destruction, we then pay out of our own pocket to rebuild the country that prompted us to destroy it so the good guys could beat the bad guys. 
That is who we've been. And that is who we must remain, or not only will our country be different, but our world will be different, and it will not be better. And in order to do this, in order to stay a good guy, you have to be accountable when you are a bad guy. And that is the role of journalism. There are other roles in journalism to keep people informed, sometimes to keep people entertained, to chronicle historical events. But the ultimate importance of authentic journalism is to hold people accountable so they don't traverse the line from good guy to bad guy. They sometimes do it with nefarious reasons, and they sometimes do it just because it seemed like a compromise they had to make in the moment for the good of some dramatically terrible situation was expedient to just this one time, just this one time, make an exception and stray from a good path and get onto a bad path. But we now see where that leads in two important instances. Number one with COVID, not just the origins, that's important, but also what we did with it once it was here. It really doesn't matter whether COVID came from a lab or from a wet market. The fact is, it was here. And we had to deal with it. We had to keep our people safe because, after all, that's what government does when government is a good guy. Keeps the people safe. We now know, of course, that our government had a very, very, very locked-in view of what needed to be done to keep us safe from COVID. But was that really the motivation in telling us we had to get vaccinated, telling us we had to social distance, we had to mask, we had to do whatever they said? Don't question it. Don't you dare question it. Well, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi and other journalists, sadly too few, did question it. And they were not treated kindly for doing what really is the reason why I got into journalism. Uh, I'm a child who was uh, growing up in my formative years during Watergate, and I thought, you know, I have the uh, character traits that I think might make me a pretty good journalist. I'm a contrarian. I got the fairness gene to the nth degree. It's always bothered me when things aren't fair. I'm really determined, and I'm honest. And that's what I see when I look at Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger testifying before Congress yesterday. But it's not like it's the first time in my life I've ever thought that the people who are representing us, the supposed good guys, in government positions, uh, it's not the first time that I've realized they're not, in fact, good, but it is the clearest demonstration that I've ever seen, not only that the people at least on the Democratic side of the aisle, are not good. It's that they have no real interest in being good. See, this is the thing. Journalism, whether it's the trial of Larry Householder or whatever, once exposed, once wrongdoing is brought out into the light, ideally, and this is the entire foundation of the Christian faith, by the way, this is why it resonates or must resonate for our country to be a great country, an authentic country, is that once you are 
shown to have done something wrong, you have to have an innate desire to not do it that way anymore and to apologize, repent, whatever verb you want to use, to do it right in the future. I'll do better next time, right? That's kind of a foundational, I'll do better next time. You're right, I'm wrong, I'll do better next time. Well, none of that exists right now on the Democratic side of the aisle in Washington, D.C., whether it is about reporting on COVID or most especially when it is about the government, the good guys, turning on its people. See, we are the citizens of the United States of America. We are the foundation of what makes our country run. We pay the taxes that fund the government. We go to work. We produce goods, fuel our economy. We, in an ideal scenario, obey the law so we don't have anarchy in our streets. The people, the citizens, you and me, are the foundation of America. And we do all that because we believe in America and we believe in the goodness of America. And we believe that the people we elect to go represent us are like us, good. But when they are not good, or when a large number of them are not good, the worst manifestation of them being bad is when they tell us they're good and in the darkness scheme against us, craft events not according to reality, not according to truth, but they craft events to get us to follow along. And we really would like for you to follow along, Mr. and Mrs. America, but if you're not going to follow along, well, then there are going to have to be consequences for that. You're not going to know in a lot of cases that the consequences exist, but we're just going to kind of remove you from society. We're going to target you. We're going to trump up charges. We're going to find something against you. We're going to find some way to silence you because you are not going along with what we say is good. Oh, I'm sure your reasons for thinking what you think about Hunter Biden's laptop, about the border, about the Afghanistan withdrawal, about what we're doing. Basically, what you think about what we're doing in government. If it's not what we think, well, then we're going to have to take care of that because we are, after all, good. And we know what's good for you. That is what we saw yesterday as Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi testified before Congress. And you don't have to take my word for it. You'll be able to listen to it next because I'm going to play a lot of audio from it because while you were doing what good people do, go to work, produce, obey the law and all that yesterday, it might have escaped your attention. It's important that it doesn't escape your attention. You know, it's interesting, while I'm sitting here during the break, I'm trying to keep my eyes on the news, and I see Joe Biden is uh, at the podium, and Joe Biden is talking about, uh, well, he's bellyaching and complaining about the fact that the House Freedom Caucus 
has agreed to raise the debt ceiling, but they want, in exchange for putting us into a worse position debt-wise, they want some concessions from the president. They want spending cuts. Yeah, we're not spending what we can afford to spend. We're spending what Joe Biden wants to spend to get reelected as president. He outlined yesterday... I mean, it's just laughable. He outlined yesterday a $6.8 trillion budget for the coming year. $6.8 trillion. We are facing the inflationary pressures that Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, this week went to Washington to say, hey, look, inflation's not under control. We've got to raise rates more. We've got to get this under control. Because of Joe Biden's spending, uh, a fraction of $6.8 trillion on his budget, American Rescue Plan and his infrastructure plan, and he wants to spend. By the way, you know what's not in his $6.8 trillion budget? Student loan forgiveness. Now, if you're putting out a budget and you really think student loan forgiveness is constitutional, like they keep saying, why is it not in your budget? Because it was always, always a ruse. They knew they didn't have the constitutional authority to do it. They did it to buy votes. They announced a program they knew was unconstitutional to buy votes. So this is a lawless president, and lawless has always been associated with bad. All right? I started talking about in the open good guys and bad guys. It's really terrible when the good guys are the bad guys, and they are in Washington, D.C. right now. But here's Biden, uh, and we're going to play the audio from the— Testimony yesterday from Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger showing you how bad the Democrats are because they're against free speech. They are uh, pro-censorship. And here's Joe Biden indicating what he's really committed to is uh, more of his own personal secret police force to go out and keep its eyes on you. What they're really focused on that I saw here, well, I, I shouldn't get into all this now, but is uh, what has kind of surprised me. They uh, they want to make sure we don't have enough IRS agents. You know those IRS agents we had? They're going to check on the accounts of the super wealthy, which require a lot of accounting, a lot of agents to look at it. <laughs> they want to get rid of them. I don't know. We just have a very different value set. Yeah, we do. We do have a very different value set. We on the conservative side don't want 10,000 new IRS agents. We don't want more secret police so you can come and get our money. We don't believe you when you say you're not going to raise taxes on Americans making less than $400,000 a year because you already have done that. You have done it with inflation. 6% inflation January of 2022 over 21. 6% inflation January of 23 over 22. That's a 12% tax on the poorest Americans because that's on average, and none of us believe inflation is really 6%, do we? Are eggs up 6%? Is gas up 6%? Is your heating bill up 6%? The good guys are the bad guys. And Joe Biden is a bad person. He's a liar. I think he is an immoral person. He hires people who are really evil people. And the most evil thing of all is they keep to tell they keep telling you that things are good. We're lowering costs. Life is great. You don't feel that. The economy doesn't show that. The polls don't show that. 
He keeps telling you that. He keeps lying. Lying is the number one feature of someone who is, at their core, a bad person. And the function of journalism has always been to expose government corruption, expose lies, shine light in darkness, tell the truth. Because the function of telling the truth is that the goodness of America has always been that once you are armed with the truth, right, what? Then you'll know how to react. You'll react in an upstanding way. You'll remove the bad, fix the issues, and long-term we'll all be better off for it. That's not happening. When your government, the people in power, the agencies in power, are lying to you. And it's a stubborn habit to break. Here's Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger on Capitol Hill yesterday testifying before Congress. Not about stuff that happened a long time ago that they exposed in their respective Twitter file disclosures. Here is first Taibbi and then Schellenberger on the back end talking about a posting on the Internet from Wednesday from Stanford University. Wednesday from Stanford University, a research institution, about COVID and the COVID vaccine. We found just yesterday a tweet from um, the the Virality Project at Stanford, which was partnered with a a number of government agencies on Twitter, where they talked explicitly about um, censoring stories of true vaccine side effects um, and other true stories that they felt uh, encouraged hesitancy. Now, the important the, truth. Yeah, so they use the word true three times uh, in this email. And what's, what's notable about this is that it reflects the fundamental misunderstanding of this whole disinformation complex, anti disinformation complex. They believe that ordinary people can't handle uh, difficult truths. And so they think that they need minders to separate out things that are controversial or difficult. Um, for them. And that's, again, that's totally contrary to what America is all about, I think. I'll just briefly add, this is very disturbing because what they're doing when they're putting these labels on there is they're actually also trying to discredit you. So it's not just, uh, it's a form of censorship, but it's also a a disinformation campaign. It's worse than that. Disinformation is such a benign word. What Michael Schellenberger said there is it's, it's not just that they're lying to you about what's going on. It's that they are trying to do what? Demonize you. You're the problem. Is that what you see when you see video from Tucker Carlson in January 6th where, oh, look, every now I guess not everybody in the Capitol was violent. I guess they all weren't trying to kill police officers. And then the, the pushback against that from Democrats is we got to censor that. The American people are not capable of seeing that and making an unbiased decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.